This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound On each episode of BarkCast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been good mate, thanks for asking. Excellent, so we've had an email come in from Stephanie. Okay, dogs. Stephanie has a three-year-old mixed breed dog. Okay. That she's had for obviously three years since it was a puppy. However, Stephanie has a problem. The problem is this. When people come to Stephanie's house, knock on the door, the dog does not stop barking. When they come in the house, the dog does not stop barking. She has to put Doggy outside in the back garden. Please help Russell. She didn't ask me for help, obviously, because I'm not the dog trainer. (laughs) You are, Russ. (laughs) So, please fix Stephanie's dog. I'm going to assume that putting the dog outside in the garden solves the problem. I'm going to go with that assumption to begin with. That, or it's annoying the neighbours next door. Uh, uh, yeah, we can't hear it, so it's not our problem. Fair enough. Okay. Um, yeah, this is not that uncommon a problem, to be fair. Um, and it's not that difficult a fix. He says, unsure whether he should say that or not. Yeah. Um, no, it's not, like I said, it's not an uncommon issue. And a lot of the time we can actually reinforce the barking and reward the dog for the barking, hence why it continues ongoing. Okay, stop. Like why why and how? No, no, not the why. I understand why and how. I'm okay okay with those words, to be fair. (laughs) What I'm not okay with is rewarding the barking. What do you mean by rewarding the barking? Yeah, she doesn't want the, Stephanie says she doesn't want the dog to bark. You're saying reward the barking. Uh, no, I'm not saying we should. I'm saying we often do inadvertently reward the barking. How? So, well, what normally happens, doorbell rings, ding dong, woof, woof, woof. What do we as the owners then usually do? Go and answer the door. Prior to that. Shut up, dog. Bingo. So the dog's dog called Bingo. Hey, and Bingo was his name. Oh, B-I-N-G-O, B-I-N-G-O. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. Russell and I have had a tough weekend and we just thought we'd have a little sing song. Oh, that was gold. Anyway, back to bingo. Back to bingo. But yeah, so bingo started barking at the door or the doorbell. <laughs> What's wrong, Russ? Why are you giggling? Come on, it was fun. Uh, bingo starts barking at the door. And the first thing that we would do is start shouting at the dog, no, be quiet, be quiet, stop, stop, stop. Or try and grab the dog by the collar and pull him back as we're opening the door so he doesn't run out. And all of this attention is now being driven towards the dog. But how does that enforce, did you say? Reinforce. Reinforce the barking. So it's excitement. There's something happening. I've elicited a behavior as the dog. I've barked. I've gone to the door. And you've basically barked with me. So obviously this was the right thing to do. And prior to this happening, all was quiet. Nothing was happening. We were all just chilled out, relaxed, doing whatever we were doing. So it's only when the doorbell rings or someone knocks on the door that you, dear owner, apparently, Stephanie, apparently become very different and agitated or excited or emotional or whatever it is. So it's Stephanie's fault. And that's how the dog is viewing it. So it's Stephanie's fault. I would say it's owners in general at this particular stage. If that's a process I'm trying that we're to make going you say through, it's Stephanie's fault. It is Stephanie's fault in this particular instance. Stephanie, Sorry, Stephanie, it's, it's your, fault. your fault. But take solace in the fact that everyone does this, so you're okay. But the one thing I've often 
banged on about on this particular podcast is if we want to work with our dogs in a specific situation, we have to reenact, we have to replicate those particular scenarios and show the dog an alternative way of working, an alternative way of behaving. Normally we don't. So we wait until the doorbell rings or someone knocks on the door and then we deal with it. So again, all we're ever doing is drawing attention to this particular thing and the behavior that the dog is eliciting. Stop. Barking. Stop. Woof. (laughs) Stop. So. Same thing, right? I'm carrying on going and you're telling me to stop and I'm just not stopping. It's a bit like the dog barking at the door. You're going, stop, 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 shush, shush, shush. I'm just talking, not barking. Woof, woof, yes. This is ridiculous. Next time you role play, let me know that we're role playing, okay? <laughs> Way. I know. Pineapple. Was... <laughs> that wasn't a euphemism. So, you're saying that Stephanie should not tell the dog to shush when the doorbell goes off or when someone knocks. Okay, so I want to put a plan in process here. So, I want to be able to show the dog an alternative behavior, an alternative way of dealing with this ding-dong, knock-knock situation. So A, I've got a plan for that. Now this might involve getting a member of the family or a friend or a neighbor or someone to come and be the... Victim. I was going to say the knocky, is that... I'm not sure knockies are... I'm not sure we allowed that word. Can you have knocky? Well, they were a phone, weren't they, technically, back in the day. Um, (laughs) Is that if you had more than one Nokia? (laughs) Yeah, quite. Or if you owned a Nokia, you were a knocky fan. Does that work? No, it probably doesn't, does it? So we need someone basically to come up and knock on the door or ring the bell. And be a victim. And be the victim. But in that instance, if you're expecting it, and I know my friend is going to be outside for the next two, three minutes to help me with this process, I'm going to be a lot less stressed and a lot less reactive because I don't actually have to open the door. Because we're role-playing. Because we're role-playing this. So I would A, put the dog on a leash. Hey, heard that before. Dog on a leash, friend outside, ring the bell. Dog starts barking. Instead of my usual follow the dog to the door, shouting, screaming, I can now just say, hey, Rover, why don't you come over here and sit down like you were doing a second ago? Have a treat for now sitting with me and being quiet. And at first, the dog's going to be like, well, hang on, woof, woof, there's someone at the door. Don't we deal with that? Oh, no, you seem to now be sitting here nice and calm and not really caring about that. Oh, hey, you've got cheese. That's interesting. I'll take some cheese. Thank you. When did the cheese come? Get the dog a treat. Okay. It doesn't have to be cheese. It could be, it's whatever the dog likes. And then we ring the bell again. Go, oh, the bell's gone. Woof, 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 woof. Hey, Rover, chill, buddy. Come over here and settle down. Dog comes back to you, settles down. Oh, have a treat, buddy. So we're now conditioning a different picture, which is when that bell rings, it's in my interest to look out for you and come and find you and sit with you and be calm with you because that's rewarding. That's the long, short version, if you like. Yeah, no, I get that. And, and you've said this many times before about constant training and doing it when yeah. nothing is happening. You should always train, 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 train. And getting someone to come and to knock on the door, ring the doorbell, I get. You can also do this in a stage of, if you've got a friend coming around for dinner, and again, in terms of, you know, my friend's coming around at six o'clock and it's all going to kick off. The way that usually plays out is five, 10 minutes before the friend arrives, we're getting frustrated already because we know what's about to happen. And the dog is sensing that straight away. Why are you acting on antsy? <gasps> Someone's about to arrive. Lo and behold, someone arrives. Ding dong, it all kicks off and it's a bit of a bun fight. Holding the dog back, open the door, come in quickly, come on, come on, come in, just ignore the dog. Close the door, let the dog go or usher the dog outside. And now we calm down. Or oh, so what Stephanie, all, but Stephanie could have put the dog outside first. 
I could have done that, but you know, maybe the dog's barking outside or for someone, whatever. The point is, we're, there's management and training. And yeah, if just putting the dog outside manages the situation, start with that, problem solved. But it doesn't teach the dog to do something different. It manages it, and it, if it works, it works, great. But in that moment where we either A, forget to put the dog outside, or B, someone arrives unannounced, then we're back to square one if we've got a problem to fix. Is there a reason why the dog's kicking off so much? Uh, depends on the individual dog, and you'd have to ask them that question, and good luck with getting the straight answer from them. Um, generally, it could be any number of things. A lot of the time it is because we have inadvertently reinforced a lot of those behaviors. Because I, most people like the dogs to bark when there's someone coming to sure, the door. Sure, absolutely. And I've got no objection to a dog going woof, 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 someone's at the gate. Even, and a lot of dogs will do that before the doorbell's even been pressed. They've just sensed someone walking up the path or to the gate and they bark. I'm totally cool with that. I want my dog to do that. But then but you want them to stop. When I say, Rover, thank you so much for telling me someone's at the gate. I've got it from here. Come and settle down. They're like, great. I'm handing this over to you now. I've told you. I've alerted you. You're taking care of it from here on in. Is Rover better than Bingo? Is that what you're saying? Probably, yeah. So... We want the dog to have a little bark, 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 just to warn us that someone's coming up. Yeah, and but then you need to manage it to stop. Now that's got to not manage it, but train it to stop at the right time. Correct. So someone comes to the door, they knock on the door, the dog's barking because they're coming to the door. Yep. Then that you want them to stop. Yeah. So, so how would Stephanie get the dog to stop at that point? So and again, this is my... Because the dog's already kicking off. Yeah, yeah. So and again, if we're running this as a training exercise, doorbell rings, dog starts barking, going crazy. But I've now got the dog on a leash. So the dog's trying to run off towards the door. Oh, Russell, you and leashes. Yeah, I know. It's funny how they work a lot, right? I mean, if it works. Oh, don't get yeah. upset with me. <laughs> I put dogs on leashes. Yeah. But now I can, in a calm, relaxed, half-asleep kind of way, just say, Rover, dude, it's okay. Come over here. Come and settle down. But are you then not? And, and, and I'm me. not going to the door. No, no. Okay. So, so let's say the scenario is this. Someone's walking to the door. The doorbell goes off. The dog's kicking off because it's either heard them walking to the door or the doorbell's gone off. Luckily, Bingo's on his lead. Mm -hmm. So Stephanie has got Bingo. Bingo's jumped up. Woof, yeah. woof, woof. No, it's okay, Bingo. You don't need to. And you pull the lead. And One, uh, but, but is Stephanie then not because the dog's kicking off? She's then reacting to that. Does a dog think... Do, do you see what I mean? I'm just trying to work out where it all lies and how to do it. Just tell me how to do it, Russell. Stephanie's going crazy. So we're just sitting here, minding our own business, troubling nobody. Dog just happens to be on the leash. Doorbell rings. Dog starts to bark, and the dog will probably take off towards the door and get stopped at the end of its leash. Unless they've got one of those silly, stupid, retractable leashes. And if you have one, burn it. Um, not when it's attached to the dog. <laughs> Or if it's in your house, do it outside in a tin thing. Yeah, be safe. Do it in someone and usually fire extinguisher as well. By the side of it. Do it in someone else's house. Don't worry Fair about enough. those things. And don't breathe in the, the smoke. <laughs> you can stop that. It's plastic. The chemicals could, you know, hurt you. Good point you. well yeah. made. Good point well made. I just think it's important that we're covering it. If yeah. people do go and burn their house leads. Down. Yeah. Gets rid of spiders. So the dog's at the end of the leash. And I'm still sat in my chair on my sofa, just completely nonplussed. Very calmly. Hey, Rover. Yoo-hoo, over here, buddy, and I can tap on the leash, and, hey, and I can guide him back to me. First now, of all, it's I'm, bingo, so you got the name wrong. The right name probably would help yeah, at this Ro stage. Rover's yeah, really good already, because yeah. Rover's been trained. Rover's sitting there going, where's my treat? Um, <laughs> <laughs> bingo, you idiot, get over here. And at some point, now nothing's happening. No one's coming into the door. 
we're not going anywhere near it. The noise has now all stopped. And the dog said, he might bark a few more times, but nothing's happening. Apart and at from some your point, waiting to come in. But we've staged this, so oh, okay. they're okay with well, we, this. This is still role-playing. Yeah, yeah, okay. we're still role-playing. Just checking. And we'll come on to the, what to do next. If we could. If we could next. But now I can show the dog, hey, dude, just come back and focus on me. Oh, I can now give you a treat. I can now reward you for disengaging from the door and re-engaging with me. So now we've calmed everything down. The dog's had a treat. Great, good boy. Settle down. Ring the bell again. Ding dong. Oh, woof, 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 woof. Hey, Robert. No, hey, buddy. Come over here. Settle. And the first few times, yeah, it will be a bun fight. It might take a few seconds. It might take a bit longer for the dog to chill out enough to re-engage back with you. And that's okay. This is a training process. But after a few repetitions, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times, all of a sudden we're going ding dong. The dog is still going to bark and we're okay with that bit. But what you might start to see is the dog kind of goes woof, woof, and then straight away starts to look back at you before you've even said, hey, Robert, check in with me. So the dog's now kind of, oh, hang on a minute, woof, uh, hey, have you, have you got this? And you're like, yeah, just come over here and settle. So now I've, I've got my initial bark, because thank you, bingo, for barking, because I never would have known somebody was at the door otherwise. Thank you. Check in with me. I'll take it from here. And if we're running this as a role play, as a training scenario, you can do an awful lot of repetitions, and all of a sudden the dog is starting to understand, when I hear that ding dong or that knock on the door, I need to bark, but look at you, find you, and I'll take direction from you. And that direction consistently is, thanks, buddy, settle. Okay, so you've solved the first issue, Yep. which is the door going off. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to get up, I'm going to go and open the door, Yep. and that person comes in. And it's all going to start again. And bingo kicks off again. Correct, and even less than that, just even me getting up out of sofa to walk towards the door might elicit the same problem. Fine, if that's... If my dog is that reactive and that sort of anxious, fine, I'll just work it step by step. So if me walking to the door to open it for a friend is what's causing my dog to bark, then I'll just take a step towards the door and then step back again. The whole time I'm just engaging with the dog. I'm not engaging with the door. I'm not trying to get to the end result as quickly as possible. I'm trying to work with my dog at the level that they're comfortable with. And that's why we have to replicate this. And this is why we have to do it on a consistent basis and run this exercise. Because if you only ever do it when you need it, again, we're just reinforcing a lot of the time what the dog's already doing. And that's not what you want them to do. So Stephanie's first step is to do the whole doorbell, knock on the door part. Yeah. Then there's the walking in, getting, or then there's the getting up off the sofa yeah. part. And saying, hey, Robert, let, let's go to the door. Let's go see who this is. Russell, I've told you before, it's bingo. Bingo. I just, okay. It's, it's a just Monday. get over this. It's, it's a Monday. I know it's a Monday, but get over this. So then we do the get up, sit down, get up, sit down, get up, sit down. Then you've got to do the person coming in and out, in and out, yeah. in and out, in and out. Then the person in the room walking into the lounge, walking down. In, the person sits down, the person sits down, the person sits down. My and, God. And the person that, leaving. Uh, and okay, you've added more to yeah. it. I mean, how long is this going to take? It depends on the dog. But then, like I would always say to most clients, how long does it take to learn a new language? We. Oui. <laughs> that was, that was so me. So you do want to go for a, because I can wait. How long does it take to learn a new language? Right. Oh, that, that's your point, was it? Th- that's the point. Well, Russell, I'm not sure I like the answer to this one. It takes time. It takes effort. People do want to know, though. And, okay, you do have to work dogs all the time. And it is a difficult question. Well, look, and the, I know you can't answer it. 
Precisely. Well, this, is, this it, is actually one of the, the, the few sort of instances where you can actually put a, a, a more specific plan in place. A lot of the time people say, look, my dog's fantastic, amazing, the best dog ever, yeah, blah, 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 they tell me how amazing this dog is, but there's just this one little thing. And my answer to that is usually, you can't generally just work on the one little thing. You've got to work on the package, which is about doing a lot of engagement work, doing some obedience work, getting some focus with the dog, making this a team thing. And you tend to find that, you know, I don't really care if my dog sits and lies down and stays. Yeah, but if you've worked and got some of that, then when you want to work on the other bits that you're having issues with, that becomes an awful lot easier because you've now got some grounding in place already. Now, for something like this, that my dog's just barking at people coming to the house, yeah, it would be terrific if we'd done some grounding and had some obedience and I could send my dog to their place bed or I could just get my dog to sit and stay. Those would be useful grounding foundations to work with to now add in the extra distraction of the doorbell and people coming in. So yeah, it would be really useful. Given the fact that we're in a confined area and a confined picture that's very replicable, you don't necessarily need it. It would be very useful to have it, but you don't necessarily need it. What I would just do as we've gone through is I would just use the leash and work through this process having a friend, having a neighbor just come around endlessly. So you have to ask yourself, how many times a day does a doorbell ring? How many times a day does someone knock on the door? I'm going to guess it's not a huge amount of time. So because it's those odds and sods, the, the ones and twos, the here and now, yeah, it's, you're going to be more reactive to it. But like a fire alarm goes off, you might say, oh, what was that? If it's going off all the time and you can't see the flames, you're not going to care. If the doorbell's going all the time, and we've now, sh not only that, but we've also shown the dog, hey, when the doorbell goes off, I need to find you and come and sit with you and just chill out because it's super fun and rewarding. Then they're more likely to do that behavior. So we have to do those repetitions. Now, we started off with, yep, using a friend, a neighbor, family member to go outside to replicate this. What happens if a friend just arrives ad hoc? I wasn't prepared, I wasn't ready, or any of that. Sure, if you've done a little bit of work, you're obviously going to be ahead of the game. Um, I might have my leash in a ready place, like have it by the door. Doorbell goes, I wasn't expecting that. The dog's barking, he's run to the door. Fine, I'll just calmly go up, put the leash on the dog. Hey, Rover, come over here, buddy. Hang on one sec, I'm just coming. Bingo, not Rover. <laughs> hey, Bingo, come over here, buddy. Don't leave Give a pause. A like I'm going to edit it in to make you sound like you got the name but, right, because I'm not going to. But he's got pause. But hey... It is definitely Monday. It's definitely Monday. <laughs> so, but I'm just going to run the process quickly. Like, hey, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm just coming. Give me one sec. That's right. So I can run the process. Then I can go to the door, open. Oh, hey, oh, it's Jay, it's you. Hey, can you do me a favor just for a couple of seconds? Can you just ring the doorbell a couple of times? Cheers, buddy. Close the door in your face. Run the exercise a couple of times. It will take a minute, maybe two. Hence why I never come to your house. There we go, you see. Well, I think Stephanie's got it. Training, 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 constant training, 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 get a leash. Have I covered it? Basically, just being consistent and also being calm with it. If you're reacting at the same time as your dog is, you're fueling the fire, essentially. So your reaction and your emotional state, your, your level of excitement has to be the opposite to the dog. If they're firing off, you've got to be half asleep. Dude, what's, what's your problem? Just come over here, chill out. The leash, as much as I bang on about it, yeah, it helps. Because if you're sat on the sofa, nice and calm, going, 
bingo, come here, buddy. Come on, buddy. Come here, nice and calm, as Russell told me to do. But bingo's not listening because he's too busy barking at the door. Then we need an intermediary to help that. And I'd rather not be the one to have to get up and go over there and drag him back if I never left this, my seat in the first place. And I had him on leash and I can guide him to me. It's just much easier. And over time, over repetition, you're going to find, yeah, I've put the leash on the dog, but I don't use it because he barks. I tell him, hey, buddy, come here, and he stops, which is, unless I'm wrong, what we wanted in the first place. There you go, Stephanie. I think Russell's answered that very well. Thank you, Stephanie. Good question. Thanks, Russ. Cheers, buddy. See you next week. Bye. Cheers, bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy. Barkcast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.